0: Thank you, Brizzy. How are you guys? Awesome. Thank you so much. Josh Withers, I saw your tweets. I'm sorry. I got love for you. Anyway, please sit. Let's get into this. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. So I asked him to flip the format. So instead of 40 minute keynote, 20 q I've decided to go 20 minute q- keynote, 40 Q&A, the mics are lined up in the corners there. I highly recommend you get up now and start lining up so that you get your question because 80% of the people didn't get their question in Sydney. So if you want a and a that's where those are. Please try not to block the people. So real quick, you know, I've been thinking a lot about a couple things. And during an interview today, something kind of populated in my mind that really stood out that I want to start with, which is... I've come to realize that so much is working for me because on paper so much did not work for me as a child. You know, when you're born in a different country and you move and you immigrate, there's always gonna be struggles within that. And so I was born in the Soviet Union, we came to the US when I was three, and you know, I lived in a studio apartment with multiple family members, it was not glamorous. I had to learn the language, and at five and four and five years old got picked on quite a bit for not being able to speak English. I was an all-time atrocious student, which meant my teachers and the parents of my best friends basically shit on me and told me I wouldn't be successful. I was not ridiculously physically gifted for athletics, so I wasn't dominating in sports. And so when I think about what makes me happy Forget about financially successful because to be very frank, something that I've decided I'm gonna spend the next 80 years of my life on is I genuinely think as a society, we have to redefine success and dramatically start downplaying money and start playing up happiness. I am... I appreciate that and I, and I really mean it by the way. No question to me, one of the reasons I think I'm a successful entrepreneur is because I love the game, not the trophies that come from winning the game. And I think that a lot of people are chasing money because they want to buy shit to conceal insecurities and unhappiness because we're so worried about judgment from everybody else or to prove to everybody else we're winning and it's completely fucked and we need to completely transform it. And I'm thinking a lot about that. But on that note... All that losing as a kid made me not fear it. The, the enormous reason, I'm gonna rant for another 1650 seconds and tell you to produce an ungodly amount of content on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, podcast. I will rant and I will push and I will prod and I'll come up with four classic analogies and two new ones because I love improv and I'm gonna basically try to will down your fucking throat the thought that you need to put out pictures, video, and written word on the internet, on this device, at scale, because the fact that we get to be humans during this internet era, where you get to post shit for free, and get free distribution, and yes, eventually the organic reach of the algorithm goes down, and everybody fucking cries about it, but let me remind all of you, it's fucking free. I will sit here and pound that message down your throat. I will talk about self-awareness, how you have to be good and figure out what you're good at. Are you comfortable in front of a camera? No, no big deal. Audio clip it, great, you're not good at that, right. I don't care how you do it. I definitely don't think you should do it like I do it. I do it my way. But if you are not producing content around your business or whatever you're trying to achieve by being here, you are. in a place where you will continue to lose leverage while the person that does produce content for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, they will continue to gain leverage. It's as simple as that. Everything that has happened in society around the human race over the last forever years has been predicated on communication. Everything that you're talking about in your life, parenting, politics, business, Entertainment is completely predicated on contextual, contemporary communication. And I have really nothing else to say. I can literally fucking leave the stage right now and feel good. I mean that. I I, I couldn't be more passionate around getting everybody to understand that wherever we go with the Q&A right now, it's all gonna lead to one thing, which is, Do you understand yourself and what you're trying to achieve? Are you in a place where you've actually started the process of not worrying about what your parents or your friends or your spouse thinks about you? And once you get into that good place, you will not fear to post content on, I do not fear posting content of me taking, you know, a Saturday and garage sailing and buying something for $4 and selling it for $8 and having enormous joy in that even though hundreds of comments on YouTube are, well, you lost money because of fuel and time. I don't give a fuck, Larry. (laughs) I do not fear about putting out the content that I will put over the next month about everybody should invest in sports cards because I think I'm right and I don't care if you think I'm stupid or it's a waste of time. You, can only start communicating and getting results for your business when you believe. The amount of people sitting in this room that actually don't believe in the shit they sell is devastating. You're selling it because you want money. You know how many people right now are a cannabis and cryptocurrency expert, and five minutes ago they were a social media expert, and a week ago they were a fucking real estate expert? You're fucking chasing. And I don't think that's a good strategy. There is nothing passive about building wealth. There is no fucking system. There's no fucking shortcut. It's a fucking marathon. I fucking worked every day for 15 years before I put out a piece of content in my life. You're not getting there quick. Nobody's fucking inventing Uber in this fucking room. We need to quantify what's happening here and what's happening here is we are ridiculously lucky to be living right now because our grandparents didn't have the ability to have the internet in their pocket. This computer that I'm holding in my hands is more powerful than the computer that Ronald Reagan had running America in the 80s. That is insanity. We have completely not contextualized the opportunity. The other thing that we have not contextualized is time. If there's been any breakthrough in my mind over the last half decade, it's oh shit. My ability to contextualize time slightly better than the masses is why I'm so happy. Of course I can be patient when I think 43 is young as fuck. You know how many people are sitting here at 28 fucking nervous as shit thinking they missed their moment? We need to contextualize time. When you start thinking in long terms, I mean, how many people under 40 in this room? Raise your hand. When you realize that you're gonna live two more full lives, full lives, two more, what you've just lived up to this moment, that you're gonna do that two more full times, all of a sudden, not getting results tomorrow feels a little bit more palpable. We lack patience. We lack patience, which leads to shit behavior because you're looking for a quick score. It's the same old shit. Business is no different than fitness. Business is no different than fitness. You wanna get more fit? Eat healthy and work out but nobody wants to fucking do it because fucking chocolate and sleeping in is fun. (laughs) And celery and fucking treadmills suck shit. (laughs) The reason so many people don't like my content is I've got no fucking quick move for you. I don't have it. I have no interest in selling you anything or giving you some fucking trick or fucking pandering and showing you how good I have it so you want it like me, here's what I know about entrepreneurship. It's lonely as fuck. This game is lonely. You know what entrepreneurship is? You're on at all times. I've got fucking five offices globally and right now there might be a leak in the Singapore office and that's my fucking problem. Right? It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And it takes a long, long, long time. We are now in the era where entrepreneurship is cool. For everybody who is 35 and older, we grew up when it wasn't cool. For everybody who's 25 and younger, people like me seem cool now. We were fucking dorks in the 80s. (laughs) And you have to understand, that's fine, but what that makes me fearful of is the following. Unless you love your game, somebody else who loves it more is gonna work harder and smarter and beat you. Please understand that self-awareness and patience are the foundation of a happy, successful business and they are words that are not being talked about at all. You know why so many people here don't have the Instagram following they want or aspire to? It's because every fucking piece of content you put out is selfish, not selfless. You care about how many likes. I'm so fucking pumped that the likes are gone in this country. It's the single best thing. It really is. You're pandering to short-term metrics and putting out shit that you're not even happy about because subconsciously you know it will do better than the shit that you actually want to talk about. We are living in really interesting times and I come here this evening with one specific agenda, which is unless you are 100% committed to your audience and playing a ridiculous long game, you are going to become more and more vulnerable every day because people that are, are gonna put out content. Do you know how many fucking scam artists I fucked up by giving out all my information for free? There is no $8,000 ebook with me. And that is what is going to happen everywhere. Whoever brings the most value is going to win. And unless that's your framework, you will become vulnerable. And I highly recommend you heed this call. I highly recommend it. How many people here have more than 10 employees? Raise your hand. Really interesting subject for me I've been spending a ton of time on. It's amazing to me, for whatever reason, DNA-wise, how I believe that I have 1,000 employees and that means I work for 1,000 people versus they work for me. I'm watching enormous mismanagement at people with employees. How do I motivate my employees to care like me? You don't. You want your employees to care like you? Give them equal equity like you have. You know, I'm watching all these patterns and it's just really exciting for me to try to get people to understand what's happening and what the opportunity is. And that, my friends, is we are now finally at maturity of the internet. People have it on their phone, 24-7. We are at scale. We're in the mix now. This is real life. This is secondary. You don't like it? Sorry. But that is how it's playing out. And unless you are good at this, you become unbelievably vulnerable. So... Let me, let me sneak in some tactics before I go into Q and A. Couple things that are just important and I know a lot of people look to me for. I never know what's next. You know, inevitably somebody's gonna ask me, Gary, but what's the next platform? You're always so right. I don't know. I just know what's current. And a lot of times that feels like I'm predicting, but all I'm doing is moving quickly in the reality. Here's what I can tell you is going on in Australia, specifically. If you are not producing an enormous amount of content for LinkedIn, you were missing out on Facebook 2011. Regardless if you're B2B or B2C, whether you sell bikinis direct to consumer or you have a consulting firm, if you are not producing content right now for LinkedIn, you are missing a monster opportunity. The organic reach of just posting on LinkedIn as if it was Facebook nine years ago is at a level that I haven't seen since Facebook. I couldn't recommend it more for every single person here regardless of your business. It has gone away from being a recruiting tool to a content microphone. Number two, influencer marketing. It continues to be one of the most underpriced executions in the world. It's gotten mature, there are absolutely people with huge followings that are now overpriced, but the long tail of influencer marketing is a remarkable arbitrage and I highly recommend you get more educated on that environment. TikTok. TikTok is fascinating to me because I keep watching people make the same mistakes over and over. Literally the same person that shit on Instagram seven years ago saying it was for their kids and then tried to catch up two years ago is shitting on TikTok right now saying it's their kids. Whether TikTok becomes something as big as Instagram and mainstream for all ages, I'm not sure. But it is at such scale at this point and enough people over the age of 20 are going on the platform at scale that now for this entire room, if you're a 67-year-old lawyer, I wanna know what the fuck your TikTok strategy is. And so for me, everyone's always looking for, it's amazing, they want the answer and then when you give it to them, they wanna push against it. It's right in your face. I highly recommend you start auditing and spend five to 10 hours on TikTok, consume, You'll see plenty of dumb shit, plenty of lipping and dancing and music, but be thoughtful. Search your hashtags and see what's in there. This takes work. I spend all my hours listening. It seems like I'm always talking, it's because I spend every second you don't see me listening. I watch. Those three observations are tried and true. I will, as you know, how many people here consume my content? Thank you. I will like you've seen me do, replay this exact video in nine years, basically with a headline of, Brizzy, I fucking told you, why didn't you do it? This is what's going to happen. So please heed those three opportunities and get educated. If you, look, why the fuck are you here? Like, if you're here for some reason, which is, I assume, you want something good to happen after you fucking allocated this day. For me, if you've allocated this time, which I'm so humbled by, to listen to this information, I'm desperate to figure out how to get you to do something with the information. To, to be in a place where you want more for yourself, whatever that may be, happiness, dollars, I, I, I don't get to judge, you do you, please do the 10 hours of work that I just asked you to do to actually read and watch on those three executions and do something, my friends. You can't read about push-ups. You have to do them. You can't read or listen to what I'm saying. You have to do it. And that's what got me over the last three years into this part of it. I couldn't understand five or six years ago when I was handing you the keys why you weren't dropping, driving that car. And what I ended up realizing was it was all up here. There's a stunning amount of fear in this room about putting out content. How you look, what you're gonna say, what are the comments gonna say. Just a crippling amount of inaction because of the fear of people's opinions that you don't even know. And even worse, opinions of the people you love the most. And so for me that has become an incredibly important place for me to focus on. So, For me, I just have no interest in being half pregnant. I have no interest in being stuck in the middle. There's only two things for me. The macro, which is why are you living your life based on other people's opinions? And then the micro. What are the tactics, the individual executions that actually get you to what you want? The biggest thing that I would love for this room to start doing is to start really thinking about the notion of being great at producing written words, audio, and video per the 10 platforms so that it's contextual to the platform. I just pushed a lot of you to do LinkedIn. Looking at this room, 11 of you will do it. Of those 11, if you're listening right now, remember this. When somebody's on LinkedIn and going through the content, they're in a business mindset. When they're on Instagram, they're on an entertainment mindset. So the way you convey your message is extremely important. The adjectives you use, the analogies you use, the examples you use, it has to base on the psychology. Every one of us is in a different place when we're on different platforms. You have to pander, you have to be contextual to that. So whatever you have to say about what you're doing, make sure you're being empathetic and strategic to how they're thinking when they see it. That is why I do well on each platform. I strategize around the content in reverse engineering, the psychology, in the same way that I'm trying to do that as I'm on this stage right now. What for an audience that has so much content that they've consumed for me can I say right now? It's why I took 40 minutes and switched it because you can hear this shit every fucking day because I'm consistent as fuck. But what I get to do right now is use the Q and A to be contextual as shit. Thank you, Brizzy. I'm ready for questions. What's up, bro? Yo.
1: Yeah. Is it on? Yeah, we're on. What's Excellent. your name? How you doing, Gary? I'm Brett Campbell, uh, co-founder of Claxon or a digital growth agency. Um, I had the opportunity on Tuesday to fly down and hang out with Grant Cardone for a couple of hours and got to interview him. And I asked him this particular question, and believe it or not, probably for the first time, he actually stopped and paused and actually had to think of an answer, and I wanted to ask you the same question. So imagine Mark Zuckerberg slides into your DMs. He says, hey, Gary, what's up? You're like fucking hustling. He's like, of course you are. I wanna ask you one thing, and he says, Gary, I want you to take over Facebook tomorrow. Good. And you can post one post that every single user on Facebook will see for the entire day. What would that post be? How can I help you? And why?
0: Because I wanna help. I didn't have to fucking think. (laughs) I don't have to fucking think, fellas. When your framework is selfless, the answer is easy. When your framework is selfish, it's hard. What up?
2: Hi Gary, I'm Michelle. Hi Michelle. I'm from Selfie Frames Australia. It's nice to meet you. You too. I started the business as a little side hustle, basically to pay debts and tax bills. Okay. And I stumbled across you and you gave me a kick in the ass to realise that it can be something bigger. That's than good. just paying off shit. Great. Um, so I've just got this whole, I've moved from just shitty life paying off bills to holy shit, this could be a big thing. I like that. Um. With regard to your post on social media, how you're saying, don't be selfish about it. Yes. I'm selling frames that are customized for parties and stuff. Okay. How am I supposed to make that unselfish? Like, ha- how am I supposed to help people? Like, you help people every day with the shit that you do, but yes. I'm selling frames for parties. Like, what,
0: how do what, I? Easy, what, what's amazing is, think about the answer I just gave. You could just post, hey, I make frames for parties, but if you have any questions about parties in general, and now you may not have the answers, Mm. but you just have to start with what else can I give you within the framework of my ecosystem? The reason I built the biggest wine show on the internet in the mid-2000s was I wasn't trying to sell wine, I was trying to educate people about wine. And if I happened to sell wine, I was thrilled. There's nothing, by the way, back to the last thing, there's nothing wrong with being selfish. I'm selfish, I want to buy the New York Jets. The value though is the punchline. When you slow it down and you play over 50 years, when you give more than you take, you end up with a fuckload. And so what you can do is by, you can start by asking a question. You can Mm. literally go back to your seat right now, take the camera on whatever you're posting on and say hey, I've been telling you about the frames, right? Yeah. What do you guys want from me? what else can I be doing for you? What questions do you have for me? And then read those questions and that will give you the insight to how you bring value. I didn't know that I needed to talk about parent and kid dynamics. I just read all the DMs from the parents and the kids and that led me to having an understanding that there was something there to talk about. Okay. Got it? Awesome. Thank you You so
2: much.
3: Gary, Ash Kerwin, how do you disagree with the status quo by raising your audience's heart mass without seeming like a know-it-all, a heckler, or a troll? By
0: ending up being right.
4: Correct. Thank you for everything you do, mate.
0: And that's the punchline, right, to that answer. Like, so many of the things I say at first are pushed against, which I respect when you're innovating mate, and pushing against the status quo, people are gonna disagree with you. That's the nature of it. I don't think that I deserve to be right. I just know that if I am right, over time it builds reputation. I get away with a lot more today than I did 15 years ago because of being historically correct.
5: Hey. G'day Gary. G'day. Um, my name's Ethan. Uh, I'm 19. I'm a uni student at the moment, and I've been following you for years now. I love all the stuff you're doing with your cloud and dirt, your empathy wine, you. Media, all the stuff. I love how you, like diversification really with your Thank portfolio. You. My question really was at this point. I know I'm young and patience is key. I've got a lot of different uh, avenues I like that. Uh, appeal to different morals and Makes things sense. that I value. Okay. How do you give that 100% to everything? Or Because like, I feel like I'm giving 20% to five different things to add up to 100. I probably,
0: you know, listen, there's a lot of ways to do this, right? So the way I stay focused is by not being focused. That's my DNA. I need a lot of stimuli. And my big game is if I'm throwing 30 balls in the air, if eight fall, A, I don't care about your collective judgment that I had eight things fail and I still have 22 balls in the air. That's what works for me. I have tons of people I surround myself who are only good at having one ball and they crush that ball like crazy and that's amazing too. Yeah. What I would say for you is you can, you can play both. You can try to go five times 20%, see what that does. Okay. You may learn during that time that you actually love number four and you decide mm. to give that 80% and the others five.
5: Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking at that point at 100, I always got the fear of like, if I got 100%, I'm gonna fuck up. And then, I've, I, you've answered the question you, before. You,
0: you know where, you're, where it's an issue? Yeah. You're thinking.
5: <laughs> yeah, I overthink.
0: Bro, everybody overthinks. Okay. Everybody's so fucking insecure about losing that they think, which makes them never do, which keeps them away from losing. True. true. Reverse it and don't give a fuck about what people think about your loss. And shit gets real fun. I love fucking losing. I do, Laughy Guy. (laughs) You're you're part of a generation that was protected from losing. Mm. You need to break the fuck out of it.
5: Okay. Thank you, Gary. You got it. Gary Vee, Uh,
6: my name is Alex, Um, Alex. and firstly I want to thank you, because in my opinion, you're the motherfucking man of the internet in the (laughs) 21st century, right? Um, My question to you is, as someone who's uh, Slavic myself, uh, I come from real old school WOG parents, right? In my gut, I know I'm getting everything, but how do I showcase that or keep their fear out of my mind when all they want is the traditional, get married, get a house, get kids, whereas in my mind, I just... I just want to figure it out and I've happily just quit my 10th job. I'm gonna keep going after it till I figure it out. But, man, you know what slavic parents are like, man. How do, you, how do you balance both but go after it all at the same time?
0: By recognizing how sweet it is when you succeed on your own terms, how proud they'll be about you. Right. Too, many, too many kids struggle with conflict with parents in the short term without realizing that parents always fall into line after you're successful. And by also having the humility that if you're wrong, to admit that you're wrong 20 years from now and adjust. You know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah, I listen, know. everybody at some level, whether they have good parents or bad parents, wanna make their parents proud. It's a fucking inherent thing of coming out of somebody's body, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is. When I say don't listen to anybody and go quiet, I mean everybody, especially parents, spouses, siblings, especially. But here's the key. When you just said, Gary Vee, I think you're the motherfucking man. Where people get caught is they get too high on compliments and too low on insults. Nothing makes me happier than when I read my comments where one post is, Gary Vee, you're just hot air, fuck you, right? And the next one's like, Gary, you're fucking Jesus. You walk on water. And I look at those two and I'm like, this is why I'm gonna win. I can't hear either of them. Where so many of you are fucking up is you hear the cheering, but you're crippled by the booing. You're addicted to the cheering, but you don't wanna hear the booing. I respect both equally, which means I can't hear either. Either you're gonna be right, or they're gonna be right. I feel the way you delivered your sentence that you're gonna be right. I think you need to limit how much you listen to them.
6: Okay. I appreciate man. I'll see you soon.
0: see you soon. Hey, Gary, how are ya? You lost your voice? No. This is it, your actual fucking voice? It is actually, Fuck. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> it is my voice. I so, love it. It's fucking
7: rad. <laughs> I know. I've been told that many I'm times. weirdly attracted to you. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's fucking scary. That's Go ahead. Scary. Um, I'm Michael from the sunny coast in Queensland. I've been following you for about two this years. This is not
0: your fucking voice, bro. It
7: is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So... I work in aged care. I work with old people. I do that as a full-time job. That's the best I work thing. A, I work with 100-year-olds. 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 And I find that very... very <sighs> And rewarding. I agree. And a lot of people hate to talk about death. Yes. Like they're fucking shit-scared yes. talking about death. So I want to start up... At, I want to start talking about death and having young people come into my field so I get more young people. I love that. Into my field, so what's the advice you can give me? Talk so about I it.
0: That's the advice.
7: Yeah, talk about it.
0: Yeah. You said you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. My advice is to talk about it. Okay. You know, this is what I set my opening chant with, right? Which is, you've been consuming my content? Yes, I, have. I don't yes, think there's any confusion that I think you should be making content. The question is, why haven't you?
7: I have, yes.
0: More. Okay, more. All right, more. More. More it is. You have a podcast? Tell the truth, because I'll fucking check and blow I you do. up. I, I, um, I did a... You don't have a podcast. Next. No, 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 do you, I do. I've got Twitter. No, no, Twitter's not a fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> the fuck are you talking no, about? No, I
7: don't have a podcast.
0: No. Right, thank you. You need a podcast, I think I've made myself perfectly clear. You post five times a day on LinkedIn? No. No, no. I'm not. I'm gonna fucking check, so don't bullshit, we'll blow you up on here. How many times do you tweet a day? Twice. Cute. (laughs) Brother, the answer is content. Okay. You're one video away from striking a chord and having 20 million Australians know what you think about death. Okay. Give yourself that chance. We need to stop playing in our own heads and we start, need to start playing in real life. Make content.
7: Okay, mate. You got
0: it. Thanks, guy. You got it, brother.
8: Gary. Bro. Dad, Dylan. Um, Dylan. I'll keep a longer story short in respect of everyone else's time. Um, been through the ringer, nearly lost my marriage, did lose a business, went back to working for someone, got the craps with that and have built out uh, a business since then because I found a certain, well, he probably found me, a guy on Facebook who tended to swear and didn't have a lot of patience (laughs) for people Um, so, one, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you and I didn't want to have the regret with death that I didn't do that in person Thank Um, you've you got no idea, mate you've completely changed my whole entire fucking life thank you so much Um, (laughs) Crazy. Um, thank you the question, though, I have unfortunately, because I went through that um, not so great period, I had yes. a very young family at the yes. time, and I think that period of time has actually damaged a little bit of the psychology of my eldest son. Okay, and he he doesn't he doesn't cope well at all um, with anything. Change is one of the biggest things he, he struggles with. Yeah. If we say we're going to do something and we change it midway through it, just reels He's on it. Understood. Um, have you got any a, advice?
0: before you go any further, yeah. please don't just jump into the thought that that period is what created that. It's super important that you don't overjudge yourself. It may have, but with all due respect, it may have not. Yeah. That just might be a DNA trait from your great uncle Gilbert. I'm told
8: I was a little bit like that myself as well when I was young.
0: Even better. So before you start this process of beating you the fuck up, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to figure out, and I'm super early, which is why I'm not talking about it, but before we worry about the judgment from the outside, most people are crippled by the judgment of themselves through themselves without realizing somebody else put that judgment in them. So before we even allow the framework that your actions did that, I'd like to take a step back because the second you can take a little of that pressure off, it changes the way that you can maybe deal with it. Yeah. You know? Also, how old is he? Uh, 12. I mean, it's early. And all you have to do is love and listen. You can't impose what you want him to be. You need to watch carefully and react to what he actually is. If he doesn't like change, he may not be an entrepreneur. And guess what, that's amazing. I have no interest in my children being entrepreneurs. I have interest in them loving what they do the way I love what I do. And whether that makes $4 a year or not, that's it. And by the way, I'm not gonna give them any of my money either. So if they make $4 a year, they're gonna fucking live on $4 a year. (laughs) And guess what? There's a lot of fuckers in this room making 40,000 a year that are way happier than the millionaires in this fucking hall.
5: Thank you, Gary.
0: I love You're you, welcome.
5: man. I love you back. Jeez. Hey, what's going on, Gary?
0: Life is good, bro. Great shirt.
5: Thanks, man. I made it myself. Nice. Hey, um, so I own three businesses at the current stage. One's a nightclub, uh, one's also a touring company. Nightclub's doing a golden year. Uh, last three years have been golden. Line-up, absolutely out the door, smash-packed. Um, the touring's really good. Toured Tiger a few months ago, sold out. was good. Um, I started a side hustle a couple of years ago when I first met you, Gary, and I asked you, and you actually used that piece of content on your Instagram and other social medias. I don't know if I rang a bell to you then, but um, I basically asked you, I said, oh, my nightclub's called Shades, my touring is called Shades, everybody's telling me don't call your printing company Shades. You said, fuck them. I did that. <laughs> it's now called Shades Custom Printing, and things are going good, man. I went from a little pop-up store inside... Uh, uh, like a little marketplace sort of thing to now having a permanent store. Um, All three businesses man turn over $4.5 million. I just want to say a massive thank you. Um, And also, can I take a selfie? So every time I go into Shades Custom Printing Office, uh, I've got a photo of you and me there. Just to say thank you. Come up. Let
0: me, uh, while he's coming up, let let me tell you what I remember about that question. And this, back to trying to make this valuable for everybody always pay attention to who's giving you the advice. What I remembered about your question, I remember it, was the people that were telling you to not call it shades haven't built a business. There's too many people here taking advice from people that have never done it themselves. I always like to take advice from an executor over an educator. You can save it. Yo.
4: Hey, Gary. How are you? Henry. How Um, are you, Henry? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Great. Um, So, you know, I'm one of those talkers that say, like, I want to make a business and all that stuff. And um, I've been doing a little soul searching and, like, you know how every business you want to help people. And I I do find, like, a lot of fulfillment when I, like, you know, help people and, like, go out and do stuff for people. But at the same time, I'm kind of, like, perplexed right now because... I'd much rather spend like an afternoon playing basketball than going to volunteer somewhere, so
0: That's fine. I'm just
4: wondering, am I like a hypocrite right now, or uh, yeah, I'm you no, just, just like confused. fucking basketball. so So then, in terms of like passion, then like
0: you should start whoa. a basketball business. <laughs> I'm being serious.: Okay.. <laughs> uh. Why, why do you want to have a business?
4: Well, as a means to an end, basically, but...
0: You could work somewhere to, as a means to an end. Yeah. You know, that, that's the thing that I'm trying to really have conversations around. This new notion that everybody needs to have a business is laughable. Nine out of ten... You know, small businesses fail. Nine out of 10 people never even try to do a small business. It's hard. It's a talent. Everybody thinks like, now because of the way the internet works and entrepreneurship is cool, That like, I'm gonna have a business. That's like everybody saying, I'm gonna play professional basketball. That's nice. But, you know, my intuition is, you don't have to have a business.
4: Right, but also in terms of like, if you say your passion is helping people, but you'd much rather do something you else. You can't
0: fucking help people 24 seven every day. Mm. Yeah, right. It's, it's likely that playing basketball helps you help people.
4: Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Good. All right, thanks a lot.
0: Very much.
8: <laughs> <laughs> hey Gary. What's up bro? Uh, I'm from Brisbane, and dude, I just want to say thank you for just being such an inspiration to my generation and thank the you. generation to come. It's thank like you. fucking awesome. Thank you, uh, my biggest question right now is the fact that I completely agree with you. Like what you're saying, 100%, do content and be in for the long term. That's the 80-20 rule. You do the basic clouds and dirt as you talk about Biggest question is that not necessarily why don't, we don't, why don't we do it because there's a massive knowing doing it especially as we get more information. It's more about how do we get shit done? How can we hit, make the rubber hit the rope and also
0: stick to it? By liking it. Like, if you think it's a chore, you're fucked. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> it's true, though. Like, like... If you're doing content hardcore because I told you so, but you hate it, you're finished. Which is why I keep talking about self-awareness. This is why I'm so scared that I'm the Pied Piper for making content because I have a unique personality. I want to remind people that there are plenty of people bigger than me, more successful than me that are very introverted and just write incredibly well and don't make a single charismatic video in their lives. You have to, you have to make content that works for you. Does that make sense? That's why when I created in that interview with that kid, the document don't create, it unlocked for so many people because they were crippled by being creative because they're not creative. But documenting was easy. It's why I like podcasts because you can have a guest on and you just have to ask questions and their content is being made.
8: So ultimately you just need to choose the shit sandwich you want to eat consistently.
0: No, you have to find a sandwich that doesn't taste like shit.
8: (laughs) Fair point, fair point.
3: Thanks Gary. Gary... Hi, how are you My name is Burkan. Firstly, I fucking love you. You're love a legend. You back, Thank um, you. And secondly, my, um, my question relates to TikTok. You kind of spoke about it a little bit towards the end there, but I was already in the line, and it was too late to change my mind and not <laughs> ask the question. <laughs> go ahead. So oh, here we go. Um, strategies in terms of TikTok. I am a sales coach currently, um, and I want to start posting more on TikTok. I do Instagram and Facebook already. What do you recommend? Any selfless- I, would do,
0: I would do 10 things the way you exactly do them elsewhere, and watch them not work, I would consume a shitload of content on TikTok and see trends, and then I would mimic those trends in in your interpretation. For example, one of the trends on TikTok is to actually film another phone of your content on a different platform and talk over it. So you could literally take one phone, play your sales video on on Facebook and then record with another phone and talk over and say, hey kids, because you know it's younger, this is what I'm saying on Facebook, the version for you to practice now is this. See where I'm going?
3: Yeah, 100%.
0: You have to come up, you have to consume. The reason I always do well is I listen for hundreds of hours before I talk. It's not obvious to you because you're only seeing the talking part. You don't see the 14 hours that I put in in listening to TikTok content on the flight here, right? It's the same reason I'm gonna crush sports cards. This flight here wasn't TikTok, it was sports cards. You know, eventually everyone's gonna be like, how are you right about soccer and wrestling and basketball cards? It's because I read for 14 hours the sale prices on auctions on those categories and then read articles and then went on Twitter and searched what people were talking about. I put in the fucking work. You don't need me to give you the strategy for TikTok. Go live in TikTok for a hundred hours, and you'll figure it out. Cool. Thank you. You got it. Gary, what's up? Yes, (laughs) it's good.
2: My name's Honey. Honey. Yes. So, I've just signed my first client doing social media marketing only a couple of weeks ago, and the first thing I did was buy a ticket to come see you. Okay. Thank you. And I've realized—actually, knew this before I got here, but. I'm a very little fish. I don't know shit. And that's actually really exciting because Agreed. I actually gave my number to someone who has a global digital and marketing uh, agency just an hour ago. Good for you. Um my question will I just want advice. Okay. I just recently became a single mom. Okay. And my son is three. And okay. just, well on this journey, I guess I'm fucking terrified, Makes but sense. I'm also very excited. That's so good. Just any piece of advice
0: for First of all, everything I hear it feels really good to me. You know, I think it's natural if you're a single mom with a three-year-old who's starting a business to both be excited and to be fearful. But let me promise you this. Showing your child how to live versus telling them how to live always works out in the end. So any moment that you feel you know, selfish or guilty that you're putting into the business and not the three-year-old, pays out more dividends than a lot of parents feel at the time. So I would just tell you to not overjudge yourself during this process. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
2: Super true.
9: Gary, my man, my name's Sanjay. How you doing? Really
0: well, man. That's
9: the way, man. Mate... I work 70 to 80 hour weeks like a lot of people in here. But at the end of every day, I'm absolutely exhausted. No energy left. But I noticed there's some entrepreneurs like yourself, like Grant Cardone. You guys seem to generate more energy the more you work and the older you get. How do you do it? How do you get that energy? I fucking
0: collapse when I walk in. Like when I walk in at 11 or 12 p.m., I'm asleep within eight seconds.
9: How are you bringing all that energy all day? Where's it coming from? I
0: really like what I'm doing. You know how much energy I had in school? Dick. (laughs) I think the more you like it, and listen, there's also like, you know, that's like me asking you how you have a great head of hair. Like at some level, some people just have DNA, like I've always had a fuckload of energy, that's just what I was given, right? So I also think for me, Specifically, the combination of natural energy that was handed to me with whatever chemical infrastructure I have, plus genuinely liking what I do, that's how.
9: So you say the passion and the love is where you get the energy from?
0: Bro, every single person that chases cash over loving the process ends up far less happy than people think. All of them. That's my answer.
7: I'm on
9: it, man, thank you. You
0: got it. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Super duper. That's good to hear. Thank you.
2: My name's Marissa. Hi, Marissa. I'm in the IT industry. Okay. So my whole family and friends come to me for IT advice. Right. And I've, I'm a software tester full-time. Okay. And I have my part-time web design business okay. just because my family wanted me to make them websites. Understood. And... I also have a ton of ideas, Good. but I don't know if I should do all of them at once or should I just focus on one idea?
0: What sounds more fun? All of them? Do that. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. I really think that a lot of people are like me and want to do all of them, and people that tell you to focus on one are people that are successful at focusing at one. You know and I'm successful at focusing at a lot. I just think you should see your intuition through and if you learn that you, I'm good at it. A lot of people suck at it. The best way to know what to do is to pick one, do it. Obviously, if you pick focusing on one, you'll never know if you're good at focusing on five. If you pick focusing on five and you fuck up, you know to go focus at one. It's how I think about employees. Hiring is guessing, firing is knowing. So I spend very little time hiring. The answer is pretty much yes. And that's where I think I flip a lot of things in the way that people do things. That's worked for me and I see it working for others. Hey.
3: G'day Gary, how are you? Really good, bro. Uh, my name's Liam. It's Liam. funny you mentioned education before because my initiative supports young teachers. Okay, great. And hopefully making them not like the teachers that you might, might have had. I understand. Um, we getting to a stage now where we're dealing with bigger more established organizations okay some are linked to the government makes sense um when i've been dealing with them the opinion has been very anti-technology very anti-social media of course when i talked to them they were you know static web pages with no interactivity no instagram no facebook but we have to work with them to get bigger okay And they're almost seeing my opinions as like a threat or something along those lines. That's
0: exactly what they think.
3: How would you, what would be your advice to help deal with an industry that's inherently negative about social media promotion?
0: Not be at the mercy of it like you are now. (laughs) You've built a model that relies on them,
3: right? Yeah.
0: I recommend not to. Otherwise, you have to play by their rules, which means you will get frustrated and quit eventually anyway. So I would reframe the model to have leverage outside of them, not play within them. Now that's a fucking brain twist for you because you're like, fuck, that means I have to start all over. That's what I'm actually telling you to do if you're frustrated by it or eat the shit sandwich for the rest of your life because you chose to play within their fucking old school bullshit framework.
3: Well, conversations are kind of just beginning, so I'll go tell them that. <laughs> I mean, you
0: know where those conversations are going to end. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: You are what innovation is inherently against education. It education is built on the foundation of memorizing information in a world where information is at your fingertips. That's a problem. We don't give a shit when it fucks up retailers and we have new internet retailers, but we're awfully romantic about education. Education's framework is broke. The internet fucked it. That's not something I or you have anything to do with. But if you choose to play within it, you choose to play within it. It's like kids that always hit me up, they're like, Gary, my parents are forcing me to go to fucking school, like I don't fucking wanna do this, I wanna start a business, I'm like, leave. All these kids talking shit, but they want mommy's money. Don't take mommy's money and fucking start a business. Eat shit for a decade and do your thing. But no, everybody wants both. You're not gonna be able to have both, bro. They're not gonna move. They'll appease you and run you around until you quit. So,
3: what? Don't fight them.
0: You can't fight them, they have all the fucking leverage. What, are you gonna fight them with that awesome coat you're wearing? You can't fight something that has all the leverage.
3: Yeah.
0: You're asking. Got it? Yeah. Whoever asks, loses. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.
3: Hey
10: Gary. What's up? Hey, my name's Taran. Taran. I've been following you pretty much since day one. Thank you. A few weeks ago, I had a dream about you. Don't worry, it was PG. Cool. Uh, and basically, I was actually
0: hoping it was X.
10: Oh, that's- but that can be arranged <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, um, and basically, I bumped into you after a talk, and I gave you this really smart marketing idea. It's similar to the 60 second club. okay, um, and then you were like, "Whoa, that's genius, holy crap, And then you offered me a job and I was like, "Oh, holy crap, it's crazy. <laughs> and then uh, did we hug? I took a photo, yeah, 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 good. and then um, and then I woke up and I saw an advertisement for this talk in <laughs> Brisbane. I'm like Either Instagram has access to my thoughts or God is telling me something. God's
0: also telling you something.
10: So I had to come here and I was wondering if I could take a photo with you. You can. Okay, awesome. And my question is, and I think it's true for some of the people in this room, is if you have no idea what business to start, like a lot of the resources online are about scaling. Yes. But like I've done volunteer work for the past two years, psychology business background. And I don't know what business to start at this point in my life. Um, So how do we go about finding out what we want to do?
0: You know, my big thing is at this young of an age, I think people should taste shit. I think of starting a business the way I think about finding out what your favorite food is. I think you should just go do things that intuitively feel potentially right. You know, you don't know exactly, but you know there's things you're interested in and I would lean into those interests. Okay. You know, whether that's skateboarding, or cooking, or on, you know, like education online, or sneaker flip, like you have interests, and leaning into those I think work.
10: Right, so my interests are basically just, I like creative things and helping people. Good. So it's very broad. You're gonna have to go narrow.
0: You're gonna have to go more narrow. Like, you know, those are feelings you have, Mm -hmm. but you have interests underneath that. You, You know, painting is creative being an entrepreneur and coming up with business ideas is creative like there's a lot of different versions you're going to have to go to your point lower mm-hmm. yeah you know like i also like helping people and being creative but i manifested that into a wine business into a client service business into you know into content you're going to have to go lower
10: mm-hmm. yeah. cool
0: Wilson.
9: Awesome. Right. can i come Yeah on you too? can snap off Hey Gary, Michael Lotta. Uh, How are you Queensland Runcorn? How are Shout you? Shout out to my Runcorn people. Anyways, um There's Gary, none my here. <laughs> that was devastating. Sorry, love you go. Uh here. question. What are your fo- I'm top listening. five tips for students fresh after graduating high school?
0: Top five advice for what, brother?
9: Uh for graduating high school.
0: Top five tips for graduating high school?
9: No, sorry, fresh after graduating high school.
0: Got it. Well I mean I think number one two through five has to be self-awareness. So instead of giving you something generic, which is what the mercy is for me when I'm putting out content, let's go different. What are you actually asking me?
9: Well, not on script, but... Um,
0: yeah, fuck your script. <laughs> like, yeah, there we go. What, what, are, you, what are you trying what to I'm figure out? What
9: I'm asking is, uh, what self-drive should I have when I'm very high school? Or where should I do? What should I go? What, what if do you, I have no plans what, for after what I do? Well,
0: what do you want?
9: Um, something out the box. What the fuck,
0: like, play with me here. Like, those are, that, you're regurgitating thesis. Like, play with me here a little bit. Like, what do you like?
9: Um, the bloke from the start, um, buying and selling on Amazon. I wouldn't mind getting into that.
0: That's good. Yep. Do that. Okay, sweet. You know know what I mean though, bro? Like, what, what, what what I'm outrageously passionate about is you're part of a generation. Like, yesterday some kid in Sydney's like, bro how do I get out of the rat race he's 16 I'm like (laughs) I'm like bro you're not in the rat race you know like something outside of the box that's theory right that's like jargon like to me it's like go basic like if you enjoy look you're talking to somebody this last week I was in Chicago with my son and my best friend and some of the guys on my team and we were at this baseball card convention. It was the first time I did being a baseball card dealer in 25 years. I went to another dealer and bought a Wayne Gretzky rookie card for 200 bucks, I brought it to my table and priced it at 260 and it sold. The high that I got on that $60 flip is five trillion times much bigger of a high than the six figures I'll make to give this speech over this last hour. They're not even in the same fucking universe. I love that, right? That's what you need to figure out. Like, if you're lucky enough to actually like buying stuff and flipping it on Amazon, that is a business that can get you to millions of dollars because it's so real. Go into that instead of posturing with something outside the box. Go in the fucking box and execute.
9: Shut up. Gotta get a photo, all Gary.
0: Sure.
11: Hey Gary, um, Vish here. Vish. Big fan. Thank you. Um, now, this is a silly question. I'm, I'm new to this. I'm okay. just getting my head around things. So, no problem. You know, um, apologize for the don't ignorance ap- here. Don't worry. But um, so I've just started getting into content because of you. It's okay. only been the last couple of months. And um, I'm in the real estate and mortgage broking industry. Okay. So we've opened our own company. I understand. And the real estate industry and mortgage broking, you know, interest rates and stuff, it's not really that sexy. No. Right? So we've tried to make it sexy by combining it with my other passion, which is um, drinking fine rums.
0: I'm very excited about what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being dead serious. People <laughs> buy homes or give business to people they associate with. I think a lot of you should be talking more about what your favorite footy team is, what, what kind of beverages you like, what kind of, shows you watch on Stan and Netflix. People stay so narrow and professional when all the opportunity is going broader of your actual true self. If you're actually deeply passionate on single barrel and esoteric rums, that is a gateway drug for you to do mortgage and real estate business. I think it's a great idea.
11: Okay, cool, so that answered my, because so we've called our channel Rum and Real Estate.
0: I fucking love it, bro. Um, you, know, you know what's so amazing about this interaction? You're new, but your intuition is so on.
11: Well, it's from you. I've, no, it's not from you. me, it's from you. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, because I was wondering, because we just don't have enough data to measure whether we're heading in the right direction. You of, have no or data, you just channels. fucking started. I, exactly, so. Fuck data.
0: <laughs> Why don't so, you make fucking two years worth of content and then think about it. Perfect. Here's the good news. If it's wrong, at least you drank a fuckload of good rum. <laughs> um,
11: and, and Gary, it will be super, I don't, I don't want to push my luck here, but if I can take a picture, that'd be amazing.
0: I'm thrilled to do it. Thank you. Hi, Gary.
4: Hey. My name's Arj. Arj. Uh, I own a recruitment agency in Thailand. Okay. Uh, we've been going for three years. Okay. I employ 10 people. Awesome. It's fucking hard work. Yes, I've heard. So my question is simple. You talk a lot about loving the process.
0: Yes. How
4: do I stay in love with the process?
0: Either you adjust what you do day to day, or you sell the company. That's the end goal, to sell it. That's already the problem. Why? Because that's why people don't like their businesses. They build them to flip. Okay. I have no interest in ever selling any of my businesses. Now, it doesn't mean I'm right or wrong, it's why you're struggling. Mm. You don't love it, you want the money. Exactly. Bad. Yeah. I'm honest about it, it's true. I know. Mm. You could have lied and I still would have known you were lying. Yeah. Because of the way you asked the question. Yeah. I would argue that you're playing a game of holding your breath. So, do what everybody does when they do a business they don't love. Hold your breath as long as you can and then fucking sell it. Or, bring in a minority partner who fucking loves it and let them operate and let them earn from 10% to 50% over three years and then have an infrastructure where you're aligned but then always be prepared for her or him to say fuck you after six years because now they're the only ones doing it and they don't want to give you 50 cents of the dollar anymore but for you, at least you extracted value over those six years and you're happy to sell it back to her or him at the end of that six years. Both of those are options, you get to pick. Okay, thanks. But this is why, and that's great, but this is why I want to talk about this for a second. This is why I'm so passionate about people building a business around what they love. Cause then you can play forever. It may be a little slow when your business is around footy or the smurfs or rupier, because it takes time. But over time you could go like this versus like this. And you're dealing with this. And that's okay. But you have to sell, you have to give up leverage now. You got it? I got it. Or you're gonna burn out. Yeah. You got it? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Gary. You got it, mate.
6: Hey Gary, pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, my question: uh, You talk a lot about just being yourself and yes, being one hundred percent aware of, you know, what you are capable of and what you're not capable of. But what is like the objective bad qualities, I guess? What things should you seek to improve? Like, for example, I'm naturally an introvert, and that's so I'm great. not very good at selling. But obviously, so don't sell. Well then,
0: that's fine. You just need to hire somebody who can sell.
6: Fair enough. I think...
0: Bro, whatever you're inherently bad at, hire.
6: Fair enough. When you were starting Wine Library... Yes. You were kind of paving your own way, obviously, for a while before you knew it'd even be successful. Well, I was
0: in a unique situation because my dad had a liquor store. And the reason I always tell kids to be patient was I spent 22 to 34 working six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 12 hours a day, built a business from three to 60 million, and then left owning none of it. And started my own life at 34. So you can imagine when a 26 year old is worried about shit that I struggle with being overly empathetic. So with Wine Library, my mission was to actually give back to my parents for what they did for me by having me in the first place and then raising me.
6: Did you know that what you were doing was gonna work out?
0: Yes, like because I'd already been good at baseball cards and lemonade and I knew I was good at selling.
6: Right, yeah. Okay, But Thank here's you. an
0: important part of the way you're asking the question. I, I thought, there is no you know, I thought, where I'm very fascinated, how old are you? 19. This is my big fascination. I wish you knew that you could do nothing right, literally make every wrong decision for the next 19 years of your life, live a tired another life, and still be young as fuck to go and win. Like, debating with your own fucking head about what's right versus actually doing shit is the biggest reason that people fail. There's 80 year olds that are sitting here that are still debating. It's one big game of insecurity, bro.
6: When am I wrong?
0: when you're dead. Fair enough. Like, that's the beauty of the game. You don't get to be wrong until the end. You could spend the next 40 years of your life being super wrong and then at 59, fucker figure it out and have a 10 year run that made you right. Life is sports. Just because you're losing at halftime doesn't mean it's over. Like, I'm just so confused. You know how many 50, 60 year olds are here thinking they're wrapping it up when they're gonna live another 40 fucking years? The fuck are you wrapping up? I don't even get started. How many people under 30? Fuck you. <laughs> you haven't even fucking gotten to the game yet. You understand? Yeah. The definitely. fuck are you thinking about at 19? Go do shit. Worrying about if you're wrong? For who? What are you fucking worried about if you're wrong? Your dad's fucking awesome, he's recording the whole fucking thing. It's not my dad. (laughs) Whatever. Some weird (laughs) Look how awesome life is. Some weird bald dude is fucking recording the whole thing. (laughs) You understand?
6: Yeah.
4: I
0: want to know why the fuck you're worried about being wrong. For who?
6: I think I look around and I guess it's That's already the start of a bad sentence. Yeah, I know. Um, no, really, don't look like, around. But I wonder though, like, what am I doing wrong if so many people my age they're are They're fucking already full 16? of shit,
0: bro. They're better at acting than you are.
6: But if they're actually making money, how are they faking it?
0: Fuck money, bro. You think your buddy that you went to high school with that's flashing diamonds on Instagram's so fucking lucky? Get FOMO out of your system. Their life has nothing to do with you. The fuck does your buddy's life have to do with you? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) You understand? Yeah. Do you know that when I was 26 years old, I was ringing up my friend's bottles of champagne at the liquor store, then putting it into a box and carrying it to their car and putting it into their car for the party they were going in at night? In that scene... All of you would have thought one person was winning and one person was losing. You would have been fucking wrong. I was 26. You're 19. Stop worrying about your buddies. Stop fucking scrolling through a feed and wishing you were something you're not. Start focusing on what you actually are. Cool. Cool.
6: Thank you, Gary.
7: Hey,
0: Gary. How are you? Pretty good, how are you? Uncomfortably good.
9: Um, my name's Peter, I'm 14 years old. Good. And I just want to say you're a fucking legend and I love you. Thank you. you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Peter.
9: Um, so my question is, I run a small Shopify dropshipping store. I like it. And um, I just want to know, because I don't have much time, I have school on my hands. Of course. My mom makes me do extracurricular activities. Fuck. <laughs>
0: and I just wanna know how to get the most out of the time that I have. You know, the only thing you can do in that framework is audit the free time you actually have, right? And more importantly, well, how many hours are you putting into it on a normal day or weekend? I try to do like two hours per weekday. Dude, that's a lot. Like, honestly, I wouldn't over-cripple yourself. You're learning a ton, it's great, it's, you know you must be laughing when I'm telling 38 year olds they're young, you're fucking a fetus. You know, like, <laughs> so I think, that, I think that you're in a great spot. Let me give you a really good piece of advice. I genuinely think the number one thing I would tell you is to enjoy the extracurricular activities and the vacation that you have in front of you over the next eight years because when shit gets real, it gets real and there's no going back to dumb down, down time. Like, I would weirdly enjoy this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't stress that you need to build a million dollar drop shipping Shopify business. Learn your craft, get good, but also enjoy this part of it as well because 99.9% of this room would go back to 14.
9: Oh, so can I take a photo with you? You can
0: ho. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
12: How are you? Hey, good, Gary. How are you doing, man? Good. Your son's awesome. Yes. <laughs> good job, Peter. Nice hair. Uh, Gary, right. my name is Julio De Lafitte. I have had an incredible journey. I made a lot of money very early, able to build great things, work with amazing people. And I knew nothing about you, nothing, until two months ago. Okay. I have quite a few people here that are my friends, and they said, Jules, you've got to come and meet Gary. Okay. So I did. Thank you. Man, your philosophy is unreal. Thank you, Jules. The philosophy that you're bringing, like, this is the, I can see the consistency. You started the thing saying, I am consistent as fuck. I am. I love it. Now, so I'm in my early 50s. Okay. Cool. I made a lot of money in the old world. Okay. I have no idea of the new world. The good news is it maps very similarly. All you have to do is get
0: educated on commodity information. The skill sets are the same, you just have to understand the new framework and that information is free and it's a commodity.
12: How how do I, is there a place I can go to really fast track that learning? Yes,
0: first of all, fuck fast track.
12: Okay, fuck that. But there's
0: definitely a place. You can write it down, you ready? Yep. I'll spell it. Go. G-O-O-G. L-E. I love you, man. It's fucking free. Literally, no matter what you're, right? You've been listening. You're like, how, literally, go home. How do I produce content for LinkedIn? Enter, free. How do I do influencer marketing for my caviar business? Enter, free. How do I do a podcast? How do I make a podcast? How do I upload my podcast to iTunes? Enter,
12: free. That's it, man. Man, I want a photo as well. And Let's, I want to acknowledge my friends. They're all sitting at the back. They're all 30-year-olds or so, 25 to 20, to 30. And they are teaching me so much, That's man. That's nice. Uh, just the philosophy awesome. that you are putting inside of these kids' heads. Keep it up, brother. Thank you, brother. Yep. Thank you so much, Jules.
13: Come on up. Hi. What's, what's up, Gary? My name is Elise Graves. Hey, Elise. Thanks so much for coming out to Australia. Thank you. I'm sure a lot of people here are so, so grateful that you've come out. Thank you. Um, I've been watching you since 2016. I, uh, I, I started a media company, uh, shelved it because I wasn't loving it. Like you said, you've got to love it. Yep. Um, I wanted to can it before I grew into a beast that I hated. Um, and m- more recently, I've, I've had a think and I, I love people. I love talking to people. I love learning from especially multimillionaires and billionaires because they're, they're on another another level. So uh, I, I started a podcast. I, I've interviewed one local entrepreneur, Philip Debella, He's amazing. Um, and I would like to ask you if you'd be a guest on my podcast. Uh, before, before you shoot me down because I've only had one interview, I want to say that i like to leave by... It. G- awesome. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Just email me. Uh,
0: so I'll just, I'll just
13: finish by saying I want to... I wanted to ask you as a little fish to show people that you just have to ask sometimes, and uh, we're doing it. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. C- can I come grab a snap with you before I take off? Listen,
0: now you're fucking pushing. Okay,
13: it. okay. <laughs> I'll leave it till cool. the podcast. There we go. Thanks, Gary. You're welcome.
10: <laughs> hey, Gary, mate. Joel here from um, craftedmedia.net.
13: How are you? Mate, God, mate,
10: really well, thanks. Thanks for coming out. A quick question um, about VR, future of VR for businesses. Opportunities and content creation advertising within VR worlds that have been built. I think it's a trillion years away. Okay.
0: There's not a single fucking person here that goes on VR for an hour a day. It's great in theory, it's not even close. Who here goes home and spends an hour in a VR headset? No one, too far away for me. Yep. If you want to wait 11 years and build leverage to be the guy, then you're young enough to do that and if that's your passion, you could do it but I hate when people try to jump on things too early because they always lose. Yep. You understand? Yeah. I'm not interested in things that are good in theory. I'm interested in things that people are actually doing. Yep. It will happen. I'm going to fucking crush VR but it's not here. Yep, cool. That's my answer. I think it's a bad idea in the short term. Yeah, I and could be wrong. I passed on Uber twice in the angel round. Cool. Cool. Can I get a quick photo, mate? You sure can. Sweet. Last one. Last one. Sorry, everyone. I know. It sucks being the person right. Right? Isn't that the fucking worst? But it's gonna make you more hungry, like a fucking beast. <laughs> hey, Gary. Thanks How are so you? much.
4: Uh, I'm Austin from Blockchain Collective. Um, Raj Katecha from Dubai sends uh, sends his love. He's the best. He's a a friggin' legend. Tell myself what's up. Um, Just, um, I know you're bullish on blockchain, but not so much on traditional education. Just wanted to know what your take on accredited education in the blockchain space, and um, really where there's actually still a skills shortage.
0: Um, I'm not sure, to be frank. Meaning... You're talking about accrediting over blockchain peer to peer that's great.
4: No no, I'm talking actual accredited education on blockchain to, on to, applied blockchain.
0: You know, I think I think there's a lot of opportunity like look, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so 100%. getting ahead of stuff like that excites me the problem is what oftentimes just like developers yeah we, we have this big push in 2006, 7, eight, where everybody teaches their kids coding but then there's so many coders at scale that the value yeah. of the education is not as high as it used to be. Yeah. So I think that's where I sit on this. What's going to be the supply and demand yeah. of that reality? But yeah. what I will tell you is the blockchain technology is a foregone conclusion. 100%. The, amp, the applications on top of it, uh, a lot of things make sense. Yeah. You know, uh, And I'm excited to see how it happens. I think there'll be yeah. a lot of people that lose a ton of money with all the yeah. scams with the ICOs and things of that nature but I do, think, I do think there's something there but I think you have to be thoughtful of the things we learned yeah. over the last decade on other technology advances. Yeah I think the last two years have been an interesting watch. Yeah I mean uh, look everyone's looking for a fast buck. Yeah well we, we developed accredited education
4: like through ASQA through the regulatory body over I understand. here and we're delivering in Dubai now and so yeah. I think it's cool. Awesome, thanks so much. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Brizzy. Because there's another 6,000 of us. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day
13: and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching.